TV. You can also catch us live as it goes down on the app TuneIn Radio under STLR Media. Do that. Thank me later. Sky's the limit radio, baby. What's going on, people? It's that time. But it's not like that time. It's all right. We got this. Well, we had technical issues Tuesday. It happens. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. Sorry, guys. That's why we were on Tuesday. We had technical and issues. And the funny part <laughs> is, is that it really does happen to the best of us. Well, because it happened to me. So there you go. Um, welcome oh to a very special edition of uh, Suncoast On Point, um, where we get to kind of talk with the locals. I know that everybody loves our very brash and often humorous sense of humor, and I get it, don't get me wrong, but this is a special night, so I'm super happy. You guys know me, you know what I do, and you see that all that I see, I am Johnny Christ, you see, with me as always is, yeah, Tommy, yeah. Oh, thank you so much for the <laughs> intro. I think I'm going to take you downstairs and have to figure out how to do an intro. Yeah, we got to figure that out, but we've you got keep promising. with us. Yes, we do, man. Oh, oh we do. We do. Um, <laughs> Where do they come from? <laughs> so we will start with the lady to my immediate right. So that would be camera three to all of you wonderful people watching. And we'll just go around in a circle. So um, state your name and title and um, football position. I don't know. <laughs> my name is Amy Beck, and I am the secretary of the Manatee County Young Republicans. Awesome. Welcome. Bailey. I am a community advocate and I am also a Republican. Oh, okay. Welcome. All right, all right. All right, Keenan Wooten, uh, city of Bradenton resident. I represent the community. I'm uh, part of uh, several local community organizations. Uh, I am a uh, Republican and I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Welcome, right. sir. So, that we do have rules. For anybody who disagrees, right over there, they got a number. There's a blank screen. It's got a number. I want you to call in. Okay, you see, this is the problem with freaking America right now. Nobody wants to freaking talk to anybody. You all want to sit here and complain and be little keyboard warriors. Well, here's your opportunity. Get your balls. Pick them up. Pick up the phone. Let's have a discussion. Let's have what they refer to it affectionately as civil discourse. You need to have that in the world in order for things to be good. And to grow and learn. That's what they say. I guess we'll have to see on that one. Um, so, I'm going to ask the first official question, and it kind of it kind of intertwines. For those of you who are not very active on social media, apparently this weekend at a Manatee County Chipotle, there was a man... <laughs> who is also affectionately uh, labeled a racist. He was an old white guy. I get it, all right? Old white guy has to be a racist. Not so fast, not so fast. So the gentleman came out, and when the video started, all you hear is one black guy, one white guy, and he's telling them, you can't go into the, to the Chipotle. The guy said, oh, because my pants are sagging. 
and that's when it starts. Like that's when the engine kind of kicks in and starts revving and rolling. And black guy, although he may have he may have had his pants below his ass, not that big of a deal, really, honestly. But starts going in on him. Old motherfucker, you ain't this, you ain't that. You know, like really starts telling him about himself. And we already got a call. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be that type of night. It's gonna be a lot. Standing. <laughs> call it your life. Well, hello. This is Lori from Bradenton. I'm watching you on uh, Facebook. Hey, Outstanding. Lori. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I love uh, my Keaton, and uh, I love my Mrs. Bailey. Oh, and yeah. uh, I'm listening now to uh, the guy that walked into somewhere that yes. was discriminated against. Uh, well, actually, no, that there was an African-American gentleman and a white guy. The white guy was a security officer, I guess, employed by the plaza to, you know, do what security guards do. Walk around, observe and report, okay, that they have no real arresting powers. They can't do any of that nonsense. Their job is to observe and report. That's what their contract always states. I know because I've done it. So the black gentleman, you know, I was... horrible. I, I don't think that there should be any discrimination there are two people involved. It doesn't matter the color of their skin. Well, that's However, what I thought, too. If people are looking at the color of their skin and not the content of their character, that's where the problem begins. And you would be 100% correct in most <laughs> sense, um, in probably 99.9% .9 of the for instances. And, oh, that the and there should be no arrests. They're just... To be mediation between the two, if there's a disagreement, if not, shake hands, introduce sure. each other, uh, tell them, make it a great day, and walk away. Well, and here's where our, our, our story takes a turn, if you will. So they're going back and forth, and probably after about 20 minutes of arguing, the security guard turns to him and looks and says, get your black ass out of here. Hmm. Okay. That's is the security guard a rent-a-cop, or is it a regular... Uh, a security guard uh, is a rent-a-cop. Well, okay. Yeah, well, I think, I think the black guy said really... that, too. Yeah. <laughs> he said, you toy, toy cop. Service. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, I hate to say that. No, don't. But, I, I mean, uh, you got to be factual. <laughs> and uh, their, their personal uh, preferences or how they behave... Uh, has to be under the person that has hired them. And that's just, it's unacceptable well, for and I would cop to say that. I would definitely agree with you except for this. If you keep talking to me reckless for 20 minutes and telling me to go F myself and all sorts of in other inappropriates, I'm liable to tell you about yourself too. So it's not like the man said, sir... Your pants are sagging. Get your black ass and kick rocks. Like, nah, it didn't go down like that. He tried to, he or, tried or, to bait or, him once. Or we have a dress code here, and that's not yeah. what we actually like to have yeah. in the. Now, that's how it should have went. <laughs> right. That's that's what should have been said. That's exactly Absolutely. what should have been said. That's, but see, we've got rent-a-cops that are working out there for 12 and $13 an hour. They're paid to conceal and carry. That, that is not a living wage. So we don't really know who we're getting, do we? Well, and know. that's one way of looking at it, but they signed up for it. Nobody's twisting their arm and accepting that job that they know what they're getting into the minute they step foot on the job. They could say, no, 
my quality of life is worth more than $12 an hour. Uh, well, and but maybe they're a veteran. Maybe they're uh, retired. Maybe they're someone that needs a job. I don't know. I get it. Uh, what would you have to say? Well, I think in this climate we're in right now, uh, <laughs> it's a very Mrs. divisive. Haley, don't be laughing at me now. <laughs> no, that's the climate comments. The climate we're in right now, it's a very divisive. Everyone's on edge. Uh, I've talked about this. I've, I've expressed concerns with uh, the police chief in, in the city of Bradenton, the sheriff in Manatee County just on the climate and how to keep both sides safe and both sides making a professional decision either to just walk away or try to de-escalate the problem in an appropriate manner but like we were talking about earlier the the divisiveness and being divided is at an all-time high in this country i agree and yeah. we were talking indeed, about that indeed. earlier when it's ridiculous, it's ridiculous and I, I don't know. I, I, just, I, I get kind of caught up in this when I see videos like that because me, being a, a professional uh, man of integrity, you know, I probably would have just walked away. Yeah. Or right. I probably right. would have had some words in walking to my car. Right. Not the onslaught of mother this mother that or, you this yeah. your toy cop but he got it he has a job too yeah, or you look at him True. and you go hey what's your name and what company what? do you work for Derogatory somewhere. i would have <laughs> taken that <laughs> route have no place and if you the professional uh is not trained to be able to communicate in a way that they are able to use regular vocabulary but not derogatory vocabulary, then they would be able to de-escalate. So, I don't know. You know, you've got people with their feet on the street all the way up to CEOs that have communication issues. So, if the guy had his crack showing, you know, like a plumber, uh, I would simply say, uh, we have a dress code. Could you please, you know, lift yeah. up your pants? Because... Uh, we, not everybody wants to see if you're wearing Calvin Klein's or not. Well, and that, I believe, actually was cited by the security officer, and nobody wants to see that. But it's hard to argue somebody who says, you can't tell me what to do. I work. I pay taxes. I pull my weight around here. <laughs> Unless there are signs there posted any... that the man's got nothing to stand on. And I, I, I would like to say this. Uh... I was uh, I wasn't a part of it, but I heard it was happening in the city of Bradenton a, a while back of diversity training and just how do you approach a young rebel African American gentleman like that, or, or if you have have some problems with that type of gentleman? Sure, because <clears throat> any little thing is going to come off as being racist to that kid. Oh, sure. You know, I've approached uh, young black males. Hey, man, won't you pull up your pants, man? <laughs> you know, won't you pull up your pants, man? D does your mom, do you dress like that around your gran grandmother? And then we start having, sometimes I've been cursed up, bleep, bleep, bleep out. Yep. Us too. Now, sometimes I've been, you know what, Mr. Wooten? You're right. 
I think it works both ways. All right. And I think sometimes we have to take a step back. I sometimes think it matters about the integrity of the person, too. Yes. That, too. That, well, sure. too. The, the integrity of the person, you know. Everybody likes to be in the fad or whatever the newest trendy thing is. Right. But sometimes the newest trendy thing just doesn't work in all situations. You're right. Well, I also think that racism is so inflammatory, <laughs> and then some people use it as an excuse to to pop off because it's, sure. you know if they perceive that they're being racism it's like they justify them yeah. responding that way because they're being racism racist and it's socially acceptable to well if he's doing that then of course sure. his response is necessary I yeah. definitely I definitely want to hear what um, the lovely lady Caddy Corner to me has to say um, I mean I'm I sure I saw the video did. also okay. and, and, and I do agree with you all um, but you have to think about this. It's also the climate of what's going on in America. The weather, so too. The pretty weather. And the weather. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And the young man had on what they call a wife beater. And yeah, some, real appropriate name. And, yeah. and Keenan, I've, I've been in the schools also, and, and Keenan's in the schools presently. And he knows how the kids dress. You can tell from the video this is a younger kid. This is not someone who's in their 30, late 30s, 40. This is a younger kid in his probably early 20s, mid 20s or something, right. where he was ready automatically. Um, but you got to think about it. Sure. If you're, you get ready to go into a restaurant and someone says, you, he, lit, he said you can't come in. Right. What right. was the reason? Yeah. That you can't come in. So the young man automatically assumes whether he was wrong or not. Right. He really didn't give him a reason. It and he should have. And he should have. Absolutely. Immediately. Absolutely. Or the question was, did he ask? I concur. I, I, I don't remember if he asked in the video. He automatically, he's, he kept saying it. Why Why can't I come in? Because of my clothes. You know, he went He yeah. went there. And then he said it throughout the video. He said, you shouldn't be dressed like that. And yeah. if you guys saw it, he said, you shouldn't be dressed yeah. like that. So, we already, so that lets you know that it was about the way he was dressed. But he could have said, hey, young man, there's kids in there. Can you, do you mind pulling up your clothes? You know, whatever it, whatever he felt might have gotten over. But the young man, I, he did too much on the other side also. I, I mean, he tore that, that, that older white guy down. Oh, and yeah. he did everything he could to not <laughs> respond. He was, like, looking up in the air, dialing the plane with his phone like he was calling someone. I don't even oh really my. think he wanted to call the police. Yeah, no. Nah. Um, it looks like he was trying to stray away from that, but the guy kept going. So he wasn't going to leave. He wasn't going <laughs> to leave you until keep something joking, happened. Boy, I'm gonna, yeah, he was like, yeah. you know, you yeah. better go. Won't you just leave? And so, Now, you know, eventually you keep pushing somebody's buttons, you're eventually going to get a response. You're going to get a call oh. to the police. I mean, he, <laughs> oh, yeah. what he, he was... You know, it was almost fighting words. Well, you know? I'm, I'm curious to know if he's like a repeat customer and they're like, oh, God, you know, Stan's back again. He's last time he was here, he started a fist fight. I thought that, you know, too. I'm, like, I'm curious if, like, he is a, a known customer that visits, visits that establishment and they're like, oh, God, here he's back. It's him again. Well, last time and I honestly think, years. like, that's a that's a pretty moot point. Um I mean, I mean that, and chances are that you can be 150 percent correct on that. Mm -hmm. But when you have that lack of connection, when you have two combative forces, automatically one, one is not conveying their message. 
which, I'll be honest, it conveys over to things like law enforcement not conveying their message clear or or instantly. I mean, the man could have had a bad day. He just had, you know, short man syndrome. Take your pick. <laughs> the minute you start talking to somebody. Complex. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that the minute you start talking to somebody like you're above them. That's an issue, and most people are going to get argumentative. If I look at Keenan and start saying, hey, don't look at me like that, you don't know me, then that's letting him know that I don't want to have a civil conversation. I'm in the but mood to get argumentative. Most people want to be argumentative. I think that. They're bored. Get a hobby, go play cards, backgammon. It doesn't matter. I, I think that. What it is, is it's respect sure. of each individual I agree. on a face-to-face basis. Most kids are, you know, they don't know how to deal face-to-face. When the last decade, we've got the phones, we've got the computers. They don't know how to speak. They know how to text. Well, they know sure. how to type. Well, but they don't know how intonation in speaking or speaking with a level head one person to another actually is I completely agree um, but uh, thank you so much for calling on in um, yes thank you for calling and continue to All watch right. thank I you Lori it. Hi, Lori See appreciate you. it later <clears throat> okay <clears throat> so I had a question on this a minute I mean we were discussing uh-huh. this you know and we talk about racism. Have we played the racism card? And I'll say it as a card. A little too much. You're going to have mean, to be a little bit more specific. I mean, have we got to the point that automatically saying racism is going to be an immediate response? Well, unfortunate, unfortunately, America, <laughs> with the greatest country of ever on the planet, but how we have made race so big right. in this country, bigger than any country. Sure. I think on both sides. I, I, I don't know. Sometimes I sit and think, I don't know where do we go from here. Uh, we are the only only country that I know known that I know of in, in, in on the world that had chattel slavery and made slavery a race-based thing instead of a war thing or a a biblical thing or that's such a great point well well, no we got it from england England. we got it from england 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 did stop it but we actually got it from england we we got it from england yeah but (laughs) they've been doing it from way before england they were doing it in the Sumerian times, they were doing it. In yeah, but a lot of a lot of the slaves then were were war. It was war, war thing. I mean, I, I was yeah. watching. I've been watching a thing yeah. the last few days on like Egypt. I just I've been I've been studying this too. A little bit of Egypt stuff, and they talk about well, yeah, well, I got, you know, I was awarded three slaves and everything else. But when you look at it, yeah. it's, it's because uh, we were out here and we went and had a fight and, and I conquered and I conquered and here here here's my here's what I won for my yeah. or. I agree. You know, <laughs> biblical days, yes. the slaves were in Egypt. It, it, yeah. it was all religious-based sure. uh, uh, slavery. But this turned into a, a little... It, 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 it's a little bit different. And I don't know 
I'm I, I, I've wrestled with this, and I think we've made we've made strides to take the take the proper measures in this country to forgive the sins of the past, but now it seems like we're so divided that I don't know. I, I just scratched my head, and I would love to get everyone else's opinion. Just don't make me the soul. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but I, 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 I look at this, and I, 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 I ask myself: Will I? Would our forefathers, or would would they be proud of what's going on now? But my hugest question is: Is that we, we, we can all agree about the past, but there's a huge part of the past that nobody ever discusses. Nobody discusses. The fact that Native Americans had slaves, that there were 4,000 okay. African Americans who owned slaves during that time. But nobody talks about that. And yeah. everybody just wants to just sit back and point fingers, which we all could agree that that's wrong. But then we see how there were things, you know, like with like Liberia and things like that, where they had the opportunity. You know, people had the opportunity to go back and they're like, nah. Uh, I learned that too. Native American <laughs> Native Americans did own slaves, but they assimilated right. Right. because they were conquered. Yeah. So they, okay, let's do what everybody else is doing in America because it's the thing to do. Right. If you look at the West Coast of Africa, you notice that it is compared to the um, East Coast. Compared to the East Coast, if you notice that there's a lot more smaller countries um, in size all along and up and down the West and East Coast, that's because the Dutch had their colonies in Africa, the British had theirs, mm -hmm. the uh, Portuguese had theirs, the Span Spanish had theirs. So those were, um, you know, like with Africa, there wasn't a single documented um, of case of white people going onto the continent of Africa, ripping people out of their, um, out of their huts and, and their homes and their villages and shoving them all onto a boat and taking and ship them off to the Americas. The only documented place that happened was on the Canary Islands off the coast of Africa. They were, a lot of people like to use the argument that they were slaves in Africa and then they were traded for and bargained for and brought to America. And then if you also look, the Spanish and the Portuguese had slaves in South America as well. So it, 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 slavery is part of our history and we, we can try to just we uh, we can all agree it's horrible. We can all agree it is a bad thing that happened. But what it is, is like we need to move forward. For example, like I'm surprised that people think that we are more racist today than we were after like the civil rights movement. Civil rights movement was supposed to be the heel all by the government, and then I think race relationships got worse under Obama. You know. Well, you you okay? So there. What's his, What's the king's name from? What's, it has a, there's a Simba. There is a there is a. Um, I'm talking about Lion King. Oh my bad. <laughs> no, okay. um, Shaka Zulu. Mm -hmm. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. And if there there's this um, movie they did of him on Netflix, and it's very very interesting to watch that he he went around and he conquered all these lands and and put together the biggest um, army that he could. Yep. And they were vicious, and they went around and they just killed people and took away kings and queens and they killed people. But the British that came onto the island, and it, it, I hate to say it like this, but it almost made it seem like we started slower. Right. In this particular movie they did, that they thought that the hair dye was the, the youth. It would help you live longer. And I also thought, well, why did Africa have guns? 
Why didn't they have the advancement that the British had? Why did it take them coming onto the island? And that was the power that they had over him is because they were slower. They didn't know right. what was going on on these other lands in these other countries. And so slowly they took it over and convinced him and took over the entire place. So a lot of people argue, well, the king sold off the strongest men to when they came in France and they brought them back over here and, and did all this stuff. But please know slavery happened, yeah. right? Oh, absolutely. And well, well, acknowledge that and what, yeah. Yeah. What, what I don't like to see is when people say, oh, we'll get over it. Well, just understand uh. it's history, right? And so we had a civil war in our country, right? Where if you think people. about it, it was brought down to the to economics. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this money, we're getting money, we're, they're working, they're, they're working the lands, they're doing what we need them to do, and we want them to stay. I mean, we probably could have did it a little bit differently. And then that brings us to the monument, all the ruckus about this monument, you uh. know, Mr. Lee. And I had this conversation with my son. <laughs> He's 15. He says, but mom, he says, does anybody know Mr. Lee really didn't want to go to war? Mm -hmm. Lincoln is the one that put him in charge. And the only reason he took up with the other side, because he was from Virginia. Isn't and he crazy? didn't want to go against Virginia. Yeah. So mm -hmm. he stayed on that side. A lot, a, lot of, a lot of people do not understand that Robert E. Lee did not fight for anything but for what we would consider country. His family. Mm -hmm. yeah. he, he fought for his beloved Virginia. That was one of the things that, that he was, said. That's he correct. didn't want to go against his family. So there's also the importance of understanding history. So He also didn't want to go against, because the people that he was actually fighting, if you know anything about a little bit of the history, if you go back, they had just fought. The Spanish-American War Absolutely. had just been happening. So the people that he's actually fighting against were the same guys that he was fighting with Not less, than, less than 15 years before that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. How the hell are children more logical <laughs> and not so, you know, just off the hinges as adults are? I've got a 12-year-old who does that the same as that thing. It's very, okay, well, that's that, and that's this, and this. Like, but to co-sign with the statue, the thing that pisses me off is is the real popular meme right now where it's got a confederate flag on the left and then a nazi flag on the right <laughs> all right and to say that people who grew up in places like georgia tennessee who had nothing to do with slavery was born and raised has ancestry there people that fought along with people in the civil war who liked that flag that's basically insinuating that they're not real americans because of that well and blacks fought in that war also yeah, exactly on yeah. both sides on both sides yeah. exactly so we can't just say you might have blacks who went to war on the confederate side right so we can't just automatically say does that make their the the, the children that they brought into this world and the children children that they brought in this world prejudice a right. racist yeah yeah because I, what if those kids are like well that flag means something to me because that represents my great-grandfather dying yes for the cause you know to you know that to help take the next step just because you don't like it well maybe that means something to me yeah a lot of people don't realize the civil war is the most destructive war we've ever had yeah 800 plus americans what yeah, i don't like what i don't like is i respect that because um, some people always use the analogy, well, if you got to take down Robert E. Lee's statue, you got to take down 
Martin Luther King statue. Well, well that's just idiotic. And that doesn't make any sense. Thomas Jefferson yeah, or George stupid. Washington, they were their founding fathers and they were also slave owners. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, the, thing, the thing in uh, San Francisco upsets me about George Washington, if you've kept up with that, where they're talking about taking the mural down that the guy post that the guy painted in the 30s. We can't erase our history. I say this all the time. What I want to do, and I've talked to Keenan about this, why I'm really big for children and reading, and I feel education is important. But right in Manatee County, our African-American kids continually to, they test below everyone. Even the Spanish kids who can bear have came here with no English. We are still testing below. We're arguing about silly stuff. We're arguing about stuff that does not do anything for our community. Right. You're arguing about a white man or someone you don't know who looked at you wrong, who has a flag in their yard when our children are being failed. So, I, for me, the priorities are wrong, and we need to shift them. I agree with that. I agree, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, now, do we know what's causing that? Like, that do either one of you two have you guys done the research and figured out why that why that level is where it is? Well, um, I could tell you this, um, just speaking from experience, where I grew up. My mom did the best she could. I don't knock my mother for anything. I had an alcoholic for a stepdad, um, but I still went to school and test very well. Through all that, she still made it important for me to know that education was going to be important. Um, What I see, and um, United United Way Suncoast, um, the Patterson Foundation, these people have all gotten together to follow the Title I schools. Anna Maria Oyster Bar? Anna Maria Oyster Bar, dive into reading. Mm -hmm. And I I said this, not to anybody knows me, I'm very blunt how I speak. How come, how come white people always have to come into the black community to save us. Why? Why can't the black people in the community go out into your own neighborhoods and stop waiting for people to come in there to save your own children? You had those children. You teach your children. You go to your children's conferences. That's what we're fighting. The, the parent involvement is not there. Why is, why is it different from your child and my child? You know, what level? And they said it's an economic disadvantage. But I don't believe because you're poor doesn't mean you can't teach your child to go to school and do their homework, to mm-hmm. read at home. So that I'll do you one better. If there is an economic disparity and we both make 30000 a year, where is the economic disparity? There is none. All right. Well, there is there is an economic disparity, and I'm going to talk about it. Okay. It's that, it's that, uh, that, that lack of legacy. All right. Okay. So I talked to a lot of my friends, my childhood friends, of my Republican friends, just trying to uh, empower them with information, because we also we all know that knowledge is power, and knowledge will set you free. It's deadly, yeah. Uh, lack of legacy, you know. We've we've so this panel here, we we've understood and we've said that chattel slavery did happen in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happened. Okay, so a lot of times when that lineage is broken. Okay, so lineage is broken. So the the generational wealth gap or lack thereof is never broken. Am I blaming just lack of wealth as why can't you sit down with your kid? No, I'm not. 
But I, I but I can say sometimes those lack of resources can hinder can hinder what kind of youthful experience you have you know i i went on vacations with my mom you know my mom my mom took us on vacations my grandmother took us on vacations because they had it to do that right all right? right but i know some kids in east bradenton that never been out of east bradenton Right. Never took never never gone across the bridge and they're stuck in this zone. That's all they know. Mom is surviving because lack of legacy. All right. One thing that I, I was kind of drawn towards President Trump was, you know, I'm gonna put people to work, you know. And mm-hmm. and I, I come from that. I saw that. My dad was a, a factory worker at Tropicana. My dad left Tropicana, I can tell his story, with almost a million dollars in pen, in pensions. Straight out of Southeast High School to the factory. Now he's retired. He's living pretty good. I saw that. Right. I saw how he was able to provide for our family. So I saw a man working, us going on vacations, learning life lessons. Okay? Make that F on a test. Oh, it's okay, son. We're going to get him the next time. That was empowering for me. To eventually passing my test. But there's kids that are growing up. Lack of legacy, lack of fathers, no real resources, and you fall. You they come to us not prepared. And that's I was going to ask you because you said your about. father, and that seems to be something that a lot. And, and it, it actually it's happening on both sides: white, black communities. You know, we where, talked where about fathers that. are just gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is no, there mm-hmm. is no. As I say, repercussions. You know, I always say there's consequences for your actions. You you have the child with somebody, and they're just gone. Cool. But I want you to take a look at this, <laughs> President. We talk about President Obama all the time, and I get kind of upset when my my African American <laughs> friends say, "Well, he's like me." No, he's not. <laughs> you better preach. No, he's <laughs> not. No, he's not like you. <laughs> he sure isn't. Okay, no. he had a his dad was Kenyan. All right, so that's. That's no connection to what I, what my grandfather was going sure. through in, in Bradenton. Uh, he had a, a a white grandmother, all right, who left him a five hundred thousand dollars pension uh, uh, insurance policy. All right, I've I've studied I studied President Obama a lot. He doesn't come from my the legacy that I come from. Sure. Okay, so. That those experiences from his grandmother, who was on the higher end of society, all right, yes. is a lot different than what I went through, all right, and that's that legacy piece. He went to he's legacy Harvard, right? Yeah, I could say right. I, know, I know he went to Harvard and Har- yeah, Harvard, yeah, one of he's legacy. So that means a lot in this country. So that's why I harpen back to lack of legacy, and that's yeah. what I'm seeing a lot as these kids come to the school system and they're just not ready. So answer another question. Why do others have to come in? That before you answer that caller, you're live. Hello? Uh, hey there. This Hi. is uh, Lola. Hello. How are you tonight? Good. How are you? Well, uh, I heard a little discussion earlier about the uh, Confederate War Memorial. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so... um. Did he have a comment? 
Yeah, I, I, I do. Uh, sure. You know, I, I, I'm really frustrated that um, the county commission doesn't give the people the vote. What's up with that? Well, I did a little research. On, well, I was at that meeting when they were talking about it. And I, what, I, I think it's a something something with the bylaws uh, something in the Florida statute that the people cannot vote on 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 an item such as a monument mm. no um, the vote I don't know that's what I got out of it now you yeah, maybe can tell no. me more yeah how it is is that with the vote you can't put multiple options on a voting it has to be a, a yes or referendum. no question and what they had done is obfuscate the issue by trying to include like multiple choice so what um what they what the i think the county attorney said is look you know you just need to say do you want to put it back or do you not want to put it back Mm -hmm. and that and that would be acceptable under the constitution so you know why can't they just have a vote and let the people decide yes or no and then if it's a no then go figure out where what do you think Huh. I mean, I was at I was at that the big protest for it. Half the people there didn't even know what the hell the damn statue was. They didn't know what it was. They couldn't point it out for anything or where it was. Yeah, they and, and, probably, and probably did not even know it was there until we had the protest. Until they had the protest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's You're right. True. And they probably walked by it a million times, catty cornered a cat, uh, and council burger, and yeah. never seen it. They could care less that the minute somebody says, oh. Well, we're going to take it from you. That's my statue. No, it isn't. Stop. <laughs> it really isn't. I mean, now that the people who know that it's there, yeah, by all means. I mean, we saw just about everything, but I mean, just leave the statues alone. If it's something that's really, really upsetting to somebody, then use that as a tool to teach your children about the past and just how far people in general, not white, not black people, not Latinos, but people in general have made leaps and bounds Mm. of steps and strides beyond that. Now I have one question on the statue because I'm a little bit behind on this. Was it like a memorial to the Confederate soldiers that Mm -hmm. were, okay. And that's my question is, okay, why can't you have a, a memorial to, we've got them to World War One, World War Two? why can't we just leave it as that, as a memorial to the people who died there and be done? Yeah, guys, I hate to <laughs> burst your bubble here, but, you know, um, there's more at stake here than just, you know, a little old Confederate monument in Bradenton. Where, and like what would that said, be? No, nobody knows. Okay. Well, um, had you heard about the Veterans Park on Memorial Day? Nope. What happened? Well, uh, you know, the nice fellow who sort of runs the park showed up, you know, to get ready for the ceremony on Memorial Day. You know, Google it while you're talking to me. Guess what? I wouldn't Google About it. That's a bias. 22 out of 24 of the USA flags, somebody had just decided to come through and take a little knife out and cut them down. Oh, well, And so classless. he found oh, all wow. the USA stars and stripes on the ground. You know... Uh, those of us who sort of watch this stuff, you know, and, and wonder about what's going on. Uh, do you remember the one in Sarasota? I mean, did you hear about that? Uh, the last one? Yeah. The, the one that was at five VJ. points? Yeah, the VJ Day statue. Yep. Well, who do you think is doing it? Well, we know who's doing it. It's the Democrat Socialists. It's Antifa. You know, it's it's 
the radical left. Oh, I agree. But, like, and no, nobody's going to have a set on them to come forward and say, you know what? I did it. <laughs> and this is why I did and it. And this is why I did it. Yeah, no, and actually, come get me copper. In Tampa, actually, in oh, Tampa, no, they're not they do did. That. Red, Red Spark take cr- took credit for one in Tampa. Oh, they actually will do it. In fact, there's a whole Facebook, I mean, a whole Twitter account called at Destroy Statue. Go take a look. They're giving GPS coordinates, and they have that Bradenton one on the list. Really? But well, Amy, I would love to hear what what was what was because you were both talking like your take on why that couldn't get on the ballot. Because I was at that meeting, but I was a little confused. Um, from what I understand, and that they can really only vote yes or no. Okay. Um, exactly. Should it be placed in Rye Park? Yes or no? And then they would put... Should it be removed or not? Oh, yeah, should yeah. it go back to its original... And they can't... I don't believe that they can put two spots on it to oh, even be voted. Okay. can't have multiple choice. Yeah, yes, it can't be... That. You can't put... Can It should be placed at the uh, either Rye Road Park or um, this location or this location. It can't be do that. From what I understand, it has to be right. yes or no. And here's my... You know, I... This... We... I love these... these these are round tables, by the way. Oh, yeah, I think we should have more. I mean, just just ask a question to my white brothers and sisters. Do you think, based on history of American chattel slavery and domestic terrorism, does that statue belong on a courthouse? If it, if I mean, I'm just. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, want yeah. your opinion because, my opinion from, my this, family, if- from, from my family, from from my family's standpoint, is. It, it represents terror, domestic terrorism mm-hmm. and, and in the in the in the anniversary of Emmett Till and thousands of other cases. I just want I just want your opinion. My, you know about um, Anthony Vetris? Do you know about H.K. Edgerton? Do you know about Holt Collier? I mean, when you say from your family, I mean, did you have family members who were? Victims of some sort of atrocity. During yeah, my great my great granddaddy was a, my great granddaddy was a slave. And how did how did I mean you lived? He lived. I mean you're here. But that's that's no that, one's saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. But, but here's what does the that thing, have to do with Robert E. Lee? Robert E. Lee aboard. But here's the thing: what I I have sometimes I get in arguments with my white brothers and sisters is you can't tell me what's important to me and my and my family history. Okay, and I think You're sometimes we get sometimes I'm not we offended get because my great great grandfather memory is being dis uh, dissed. You should um, be. By, you should be. You should be. You We're should be. You should I'm not trying to argue with you. I don't want to take anything down. Yeah, you should be. I'm not. We're not saying you should. Yeah, I respect your your history. So at the courthouse, yeah, because that's where the soldiers who the uh, the cenotaph honors. Okay. Go rest their lives. Okay. There is no better place. I'm just trying to the, the maybe a, maybe a proper way would be to do a little bit of both. Okay. See, I mean, what if we look at it as a historical memorial to because a lot of the statistics on the Civil War is not everybody that fought died in the Civil War owned slaves. The exactly. Number, the numbers okay. are when you go look at the numbers of how many Confederate soldiers owned slaves. The numbers were very low. Okay. I mean, a lot of the boys were. Hey, we're fighting for the same thing as we're fighting. The South. For, we're, we're fighting for country. Yeah. And for them, it was fighting for country. So if you look at it that way, so why don't we do this way? Why don't we take the courthouse and make, you know, memorials to a lot of other people? 
Oh, See, no, courthouse steps. So the problem is, we all look at it as a historical. Uh, let, me, let, me inter- let me interject for here real quick. The problem is, is they're trying to divide us up. They're trying to divide you from me and us from them and get get us all parsed down into little groups. And, you know, well, uh, you know, you didn't like the Betsy Ross flag because I came in here in 1957. And do you know they're actually trying to go after some World War One monuments? Well see, well, see, we only can divide each other, and that's mm-hmm. what we're allowing each yes. other mm-hmm. to do. And, like, yes. I, I respect your history. And if we all can respect each other's history and move forward, because this right now where we are now, I have nothing against anybody. History is history. We wouldn't be who we are without our history. So we acknowledge what happened, but it happened. But I think more than anything, I think we 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 divide ourselves. We put each other's in these little holes in these little pots, and and, and that becomes sad, we, you know. We 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 uh, uh, subject ourselves to it. Anybody get to go see Candace Owens uh, a month or so? Yes, ago? absolutely. At the REC dinner, absolutely. Yes. You know, she said, "I have nothing about. Uh, I I'm for keeping these." memorials up she, she didn't say it that night but she look it up she she said it so you know she she um she's from north carolina a lot of people don't know that yeah we she said know. you know my my father never had a bad thing to say about anybody else you know um can't we just respect each other and get along but see i, w- I think I, I, I think you would find though that not everybody feels the same way. It's a small group of people that feel the way and they express it. And it doesn't mean everybody feels the same way. So I yeah. think that's also yeah, a misconception. Did, actually, there's been some polls done that show um, the majority of, uh, of black Floridians don't think it's right to go be ripping down history. They're just like you. They said we should reach And where was this Let's poll go. cited at? Uh, Gravis Marketing, uh, you may want to check them out, but uh, they did a poll, a statewide poll, oh, okay. Gravis Marketing. All right. I think I'll Amy see. had something to say in Yeah, that. I, wanted, I wanted to interject real quick, because you're out. asking about, the, you know, is it a proper placement for memorials at a courthouse? You have to think in the 1920s, that is when that memorial was placed. So you have to get in the mindset of 1920. Let's be honest, in the 1920s, I, I don't know what the black population was or how active they were in the community. Sure. However, if someone came to me today and said, let's put this Confederate memorial here <laughs> now, I would say, no, that's a horrible okay. idea. But our history, you know, our forefathers, our generation, our lineage, they placed it there based off of the time frame at that time. How we gotcha. view the Civil War in 2019 was point. not the same way that they viewed the war in 1925 or 1926 when that Confederate monument was placed there. And the courthouse. So you, you think that all the, the men from Manatee County government. that served gotcha. were and a lot of people trying forget to that. put down their black brothers and sisters? Sometimes that people lose in no, history. No, no. Th- it, it, it was a completely different mind frame in 1925. They were not p- placing a Confederate monument there to put down their black brothers and their black sisters. Right, to be disrespectful. It, yes. it was because that was in 1925. Let's be honest, the communities, the black communities and the white communities, the, the Asian communities and the Hispanic community even was even... Um, they very lived very separate and very different uh, communities of themselves if you broke it down into subsections. So you, you have to think about what they thought the uh, Confederate monument represented in 1925. It's not the way we see it now, obviously, but if, like, again, if it, to move, we have to set a platform, we got to move forward. 
what's there should be left there. Leave it alone. Moving forward, let's not put, let's not be, you know, I guess take in people's sensitivities and not place these kinds of monuments and, yeah. and you know, don't go smack, don't put so, any more Robert E. Lee statue memorials at FAU or um, another historic black college. Uh, what do you all think about well, Representative well, Mike Hill trying also, to get a bill I'll passed in the point. Florida legislature to protect uh, veterans' memorials? Uh, we will talk about this. Uh, yes, that we will talk about this, but we've got other callers calling in. Thank you so much. Hon. We we really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. Ola. All right. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> to one point that you did make a lot of things to forget, though, you know, if you're talking 1925, you've got to realize the Civil War is only 65 years old. Yeah. And the last, the last veterans of that war are probably dying at about that time. I don't know about the rest yeah. of you all, but me, uh, you've addressed the past. Ugh. We can't change it, but we can talk about what's going on in the future, and we can talk about how we can better every situation, because we were talking about legacy and just how important that that is. Um, now, obviously, obviously, not everybody's going to have that legacy. They're not going to have that, but I also believe that not all races are going to have that legacy, because on the other side of 26th Street, you had the run-down homes, you know, of the little, you know, of the little Italian families that got six, seven kids and stuff like that. I know because my father was one of them. And, like, the minute, the minute people quit relying on, you know, things, you know, like the race car, because uh, I'll be real, you two are shining examples of, it's a new day every damn day. Every day, every person who makes a good decision, regardless of their race, Defies the odds. Absolutely. Because we could all be we could all be criminals. We could all cheat the system. We could all do something that would bring dishonor to not only ourselves, to where our children would live down on us, so on and so forth. But every day, I don't make you do right. You did right, and I believe that you reap the rewards. But I think it starts with taking care of the kids in the classroom. And they also probably want to look at restructuring the school system because why was it that we were never taught about things like real life management skills? I didn't know how to balance a checkbook until I got out of high school. They took that out of the schools. Unfortunately, they started teaching a test. And I will agree, I'll, my generation, I'll say that. We had home ec. We had social studies. We knew how a bill got passed. We They taught you to balance a checkbook. They taught you how mm-hmm. to live in the outside world to do the mundane things that, hey, if you don't pay your power bill, the power book company comes and cuts your lights off, and whose fault is it? It's yours because you didn't pay your power bill. Right. That these days don't seem to be taught as much. Well, do you think, speaking of classroom and kids reading real quick, Sure. and I was in a conversation with someone about the books that are being read. So you got to think about the cultural diversity. We have all types of children, all types of colors in these books. When you open the books, I don't see someone who looks like me. So you got to think about it. With our history, if somebody else wrote these books that are put in the schools, if it was a black person who wrote the books, what would, 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 would the white history still be in there? Would it be half and half? Or should all the people come together well, and write the book. I, I see, I, I want to interject real quick. I'm sorry to cut you off. But, I mean, technically, it, seg- are schools being seg- or segregated or integrated is actually kind of new. 
it's only about 30, 40 years new. I remember when I was in the third grade in 1995, I had a book that was from 1969 as my math book. <laughs> it's not so much that when we went to school, it was uh, you didn't look, open up the book and see someone that looked like you. It was because we all both for, traditionally went to the separate schools. You had your book. We had our books. And then when they integrated, they kept our books until they started phasing them out and getting new more because of no, budget. No, we got your books. Oh, the, you guys? The neighborhood. Yeah, that, 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 that was a problem. Was, okay. They call it Title One now, but it's... It, it just meant the poor schools. It you was, know, if right. the, the school, which I always use to reference, hood. Everybody has a hood. Doesn't matter where you are, just what side of the neighborhood you live in. <laughs> but um, it's just dependent on where you are. And I'm just saying, my point is, if a kid looks, if you love football right. from the time you're five years old, your dad loves football. You're going to read a magazine about football. You're going to at least look at the pictures. Right. So if it's something that interests that can connect to you, maybe kids will be reading more. I don't, I don't know. Well, the thing about it is I, the little place I grew up in was we had two elementary schools. We didn't have it when I was growing. We didn't have a middle school. We had a legitimate high school that was like half and half. Like they, you know, the seventh and eighth, not, you know, the sixth and eighth graders were in the back of the school. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, the 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 upper kids were in the front of the school. But we had the same exact issue. We'd have books issued to us. Why? And they weren't even from our school district. <laughs> they were stamped over from somebody else's school district because of money. Right. And that's I, I agree with you on that end. I mean, they you're like the oldest guy in the room. Like who was present during the Jesus Christ crucifixion? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I came over on the boat. I'm happy. Thank you very much. Call it your, <laughs> call it your life. We're talking about schools. What is your take on the school system? Hello. I want to talk about the Confederate monument being put back at the courthouse. Well, unfortunately, that we have moved on past that, and we're talking about... Well, it needs to go back at the courthouse, and that would be a lesson for everyone in the schools of respect for history, mm -hmm. respect for family, respect for Americans, and respect for soldiers and veterans. That's what they need to teach in the schools. They need to teach respect, and the county can show that by returning the monument, the Confederate monument to the courthouse. Well, now, thank you very much. I agree. My husband's a Marine. Yeah. <laughs> he had a good point. That's like a good he point. Did. He, did, mean, he did circle yeah. back and to that's uh, what I, education and that's respecting. Right. And that's what He's I wanted good. to do, get others opinions instead of shouting each other down yeah. or trolling them but or shouting right. you down it's like it's all about respect yeah. these people put their lives up for one us. day mm -hmm. one day i wish that we could get to a point that history is history for everybody because sometimes it. we forget that hey we're all americans it's going to be very yeah. difficult until they release all of history because mm -hmm. of the fact that they don't because of the fact like that and and i will publicly say that our history has been written. They can document it, you know, right. since you know, since the freaking man who raised from the dead kept walking. But you have to do some digging, some real legit digging to find African American history. You have to do legitimate digging to find a lot of history, and that's true. And you I I'll agree with that. Ninety ninety five percent of white people would look at you like you're a deer in the headlights when you said did you know that the Moors ran this country? <laughs> They'd be like, huh, what? Uh, I'm not related to no more. What the hell is that? <laughs> For years, African Americans were they, were, they were held as kings and queens. Yes. Somewhere between there, where 
it talks about it in biblical scripture of these people seeking out these African Americans for advice. Right. Somewhere between there and 2019, it's like time stopped. Well, you've got you. You go into history and you go real hard. You go to Egypt. You go to Mesopotamia. You go yeah. over there and you know you go to Nimbia, and you will find a lot of history that a lot of people. Oh man, that's so cool! Until you find out exactly what's happening with the history, and you're like. These empires were not Anglo. They were a mixed diversity of, of an empire. I am all about teaching history, but but I think it's important to teach all of history. It's yeah, well, you, very important. Yeah, you, you have to take it forward. I agree. I mean, you know, people talk about the white people here, and, and you know, if you look at the founding of the country, and I'm, we're not going to talk about... Uh, the, the founding fathers. The, fa- the founding fathers who came over... Well, I don't want to go into the Indian Indian right. issue. Yeah, I mean that, that that's a, that's another can of worms. But I mean, that's it, another panel. It was started on Anglo England. That's how that's how it was based. That's how it was started. And you know we've got to start somewhere. Now now should we color in all the places that have never been colored in? Sure, that needs to be done and should have been done years ago. Uh, you look like Keenan that uh, that uh, you had something to add to. Uh, no, we're we're on point here. Uh, <laughs> I know some right, of the topics right. we were going to talk about was we haven't hit yet. President Trump. Yeah, we're going to talk about being a black conservative. That's a pressing topic. You're uh, really, I mean, interesting topic, kind of from our our standpoint. I would definitely. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean that we've got a little bit of time left. But it, but I want to switch gears to that particular topic, because how do how do you two manage to be <laughs> black conservatives in a world where if eggs. a black person cosigns with a white person, you and Uncle Tom, you that you a sellout? <laughs> well, I'll say something brief now. Let Stavia talk about it. Uh, I was talking to you all earlier. That's kind of almost being worse than calling the N-word to a black person. That's interesting. Because from a historical standpoint, and we've talked about slavery and this, and there there were, at a time, it was us against them. That's what it was. The house Negro, the field Negro. Right. The light-skinned Negro. The dark, it was, it's so divided. In our own. In our own. But then if you kind of lean towards that side or you said yeah i think i'm like this right yo you trader you uncle tom you sell out and uncle tom wasn't even if you read the book he wasn't even the sellout it was sambo <laughs> sambo <laughs> was the sellout yeah, right sambo was the <laughs> he was good, the trader Keenan, that's really good uncle tom like was he that's tried right. to help he tried to you know but sambo historically was the one that said hey they're running mm-hmm. and then they were, you know the rest of the history so I've heard it all. I've, I attended Florida A&M University. I love my school, but you know, the only one ran a, ran a red hat around there. It was tough. Oh, <laughs> I think I that. lost a few girlfriends because of that. Like, man, oh, you're a Republican. Hard. You're a Repu- you're a Republican. So I'm amazed they didn't make a statue of you and have it out there. <laughs> <laughs> you had to be a rare thing. <laughs> it was tough, but uh, it's it's still tough. But uh, like I said, that might be. I, I saw a school board member. I'm not going to say his name. The black community in Bradenton were calling him a sellout, and I've I've mm-hmm. heard that he's 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 hurt by that thing. He's got he's he he's, be. he's devastated. Yeah, and I've 
I haven't I haven't said that because I know my mom taught me better. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna embarrass someone like that right. publicly. Right. I have morals. I have character. But I'm hearing that he's terrified and he might, I mean, like he just can't understand why the community would just do that to him. But the mob, they'll do it. They'll do it. They'll turn on me. Oh, yeah. So it's difficult. But I'm going to let Estavia talk a little bit. I can talk all day about that, but I love yeah, my decision. That you see. Now, that's what I really want to see because of the fact like that it had almost seems like low-hanging fruit to call a black male a sellout. To call a black female a sellout, boy, you you had to have done something pretty bad. <laughs> you know, um, it's like this. Um, my husband's a Republican. My husband was the president of NAACP. Oh, okay. And so was the Sarasota president is also a Republican. Right. So they were both head of the NAACP at the same time. We just, it's it has nothing to do with Republican, Democrat, Independent. Let me tell you this. I use this analogy when I used to teach my kids about baking a cake. Right. So if the Democrats say, go bake a cake, they give you the money. They give you a list of the stores that you can buy the cake from. Mm -hmm. They can tell you what type of sugar you're going to use, what type of eggs, whether they're brown or white, what type of milk, whether it's low fat, whatever. <laughs> Once you make that cake, they're going to tell you how long you need to bake it. You say, no, my mama taught me how to bake it for 40 minutes. They say bake it for 45. You got to do it in 45 minutes. Once you bake that cake, it's all done. You say, I can get 12 slices out of this cake. You only can give out 10. <laughs> I want to know who you're going to give it to. I want to know where they live at. It's almost a control factor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I will you in. I control. I tell you what to do. Yep. And then you have the Republicans. I'm going to give you some money. I'm going to loan it to you. You're going to come in. You're going to get the money for the loan. You're going to go get your cake. I don't care where you go get the cake from. I don't care if you make a chocolate, strawberry, or vanilla cake. <laughs> and if you can get 24 pieces in that cake, you cut it however you want to. Sell it as high yeah. of a price you yeah. can. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, and they're going to hold their hand out. <laughs> and they're going to say, we want all that money back. <laughs> <And if> we, <laughs> yeah, you got to pay it Make back. Make sure you pay me back with interest. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, but this is how you learn economics, though. You sell it high enough that you can pay back your loan and you got some money for yourself. Yes. Right. So it causes you to think. It causes you Oh, understand that I need to provide for myself. You understand? I'm right. a Republican and I'm proud of it. And you don't care what color the guy is that buys the cake as long as he buys a slice I'll of take cake. White agent, whoever you want to be. <laughs> I'm making money off of you. So. See, the thing is, is that most black people are Republicans. A lot of them don't know that when Martin Luther King died, he was a Republican. So. Most pastors will get up and talk against certain morals and values, right? Right. We are Christian people at heart. Who wants to pay more taxes? We're pinching our pennies. So I did a test. I went around to 10 different people when I was running for school board. And I said, well, I'll vote for you because I know you. And so we did this little thing. We asked, they, they, the Republicans that have this little sheet and says, are you a Republican? And we go through all of them. And they said, well, what am I? I said, you're a Republican. Welcome to the club. <laughs> I said, no, I'm not. I'm a Democrat. My mama was a Democrat. My grandma was a Democrat. Somebody told you what you were supposed to be. You know, right. All they say, well, all Republicans are, are are rich. Democrats are rich also. Shit, sometimes that even doing it out of the system. make it more. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you I want an interesting thing? You look at how much money all the the Democratic presidential candidates hey, have. Like I said early <laughs> on, we are. Oh my god, 
Telling guys in my neighborhood, we are not like President Obama. Get that out of your head, all right? His legacy is elite, all right? Like, He's they got money, said. too. They yes. they have money, too. So I have a question for you. So now with the whole Trump thing, and we've discussed this a little bit before, now the Democrats have associated in the media that if you support Trump, you're a white supremacist. So, like, oh. I imagine that you guys support Trump. So, I guess, you know, you brown people are a bunch of white supremacists over there. But, like, what is your response to that? Yeah, that's... Like... That idiotic. Yeah, that, and I hear like, it. And that people are telling it. you that you're a white supremacist. Well, you know, well, I'm not going to tell you Trump was my first person that I chose Facts. during the, I like during the elections. You know, he, he, like was not, he was not my choice. But when it came down versus Trump and Hillary, I wasn't voting for a liar. Point blank. People right. can't understand that. I'm not voting for you. If you lie on little silly stuff, you're going to get in office and lie anyways. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's just Trump is our president, whether you like it or not. Every president has people who are not going to like them. But he has a base. He has people who voted for him. He's there. And right. it is what it is. I never said I was an Obama supporter, but the thing about it was he was president of the United States. Absolutely. And, and he deserves the respect for being. He was president. And I'm telling you, a lot of people understand that's a job you really do not want to have. Yeah, The high of President <laughs> Obama <laughs> was that he, everyone thought that he was going to come around and heal the biggest the biggest divide this country ever faced, which was the racial divide. They really thought that he was going to come in and he was going to be the cue. He was going to end all that. And, you know, quite honestly, he fell very short. And he actually, in my opinion, inflamed it to where we are now. Yeah. Uh, well, one thing one thing I've learned in, in President Obama's time you know, African Americans, we are the most <laughs> emotional people on the planet. <laughs> I mean, we are the most emotional people on the planet. So I would go around, I would say, well, under President Obama's administration, we only receive three point something percent of small business loans. I can't I, I have to look at the number exactly. Lowest ever. And under George Bush, under W, we received 13 point something percent small business loans, creating your own business. But people would shout me down of why of why the 3.3 percent was wrong or, or, or it was it was I shouldn't be thinking that way. Yeah. Well, I was just I was just spending data. Yeah, it was just it was just yeah, facts. Yeah, yeah. Stats, I was like, stats mm -hmm. don't count to a lot of people. Yeah. We have the lowest S SBA loans in history in the program. Real quick, guys, caller, you're live. The me I, that person's got to have something pertinent to say because they called like five times. I'm sorry. I didn't want to cut off who was speaking. I didn't want to be rude to them. What would you like to say, good sir and or madam? This is State Representative Mike Hill. How are you, Ooh. sir? Hey, Mr. I Hill. Great. We got Mike Hill in the building. <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Good. Oh, um, well, thank you for gracing our presence. Oh, no, no. My honor. And okay, the reason why I was calling is I know you're having a discussion now about the removal of uh, monuments, uh, not only in Florida, but, but happening uh, in other states also. Right. And I wanted to make you aware that I have filed legislation to stop that happening. Um, I did it last legislative session with House Bill 97, which would have made it a felony to remove or to deface um, any monument, any cenotaph that was erected 
for any soldier or veteran in any military conflict, um, starting back as early as the Spanish-American War, which mm-hmm. was in um, 1565. That's amazing. That's amazing. So we've listed um, conflicts, starting with the Spanish-American War, all the way through to our present conflict, to include the Battle of Fort Mose, uh, the Revolutionary War, um, the uh, Civil War, of course, uh, World War One and Two, uh, the Bay of Pigs invasion, all the way up to our current conflicts that we're involved in. That if there was any cenotaph, that would be a statue, a flag, a memorial, anything that has been erected in honor of our soldiers and veterans of any of these conflicts, that it could not be removed unless it is moved to a place of equal prominence and that if it is desecrated, then um, that would be considered a third-degree felony. I'm all in favor of that one. Can I ask you a question about our situation? Now, ours was located on the county... um, was on located at our courthouse, and then our county commission... Uh, voted to have it removed temporarily to a safe location. So if that happened to, after, if, if your leg- legislation is filed and passed and that happened, who would get charged with a third degree felony? The county commission? Because a lot of the stuff is placed on, you know, pu- public gra- public grounds from what I understand. Local municipality. Yeah. So who would get, who would get slapped with that? Uh, in a case like that, of course, we would have to get um, legal counsel to help us determine that. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I would think it would be that body that the governing body to do that. Yeah, the governing body who voted to do that. Now, oftentimes I've gotten some pushback on that bill. By the way, it didn't pass last legislative session, right. so I'm bringing it back again this session. You should. Um, it, oftentimes you should. it takes that with. Uh, legislation that you don't always get it passed the first time you bring it through. So you have to just be uh, diligent with it and bring it back again. So um, uh, uh, what I've heard as pushback is that, hey, Tallahassee is always trying to tell these local governing bodies what to do. And and it should be uh, local home rule control. Yes. These governing bodies. And what my response to that is that is exactly what we are doing for it. What we have is this irreplaceable, priceless art and historical monument. And here, some folks will come into town. Usually it's a very small, but vocal, radical minority group. Mm-hmm. When I say minority, I don't mean in terms of skin color. I we mean know. just a small group. Yes. They, they, they come in and they say, we demand you take that down. And then the city council or the county commission, they start wringing their hands. You know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And and what if they sue us? And, oh, and then I might lose my next election. What are we going to do? Well, with this law in place, and you can't remove it, what that does is give them complete control. That's right. When that group comes into town saying, remove this statue, remove this monument, they can say, hey, sorry, you guys, the law says that it has to stand. So that's exactly what we're going to do. This is how we know you are a professional politician because like the minute the man said minority, the man knew what what time it was. He knows people (laughs) trying to hold people accountable for nonsense. 
And well, well that's awesome. Lot of people don't know, and you may not be able to tell from my voice, because I happen to be a black American. Nice. I come from a long line of veterans. Uh, my grandfather served in the Army World War One. My father served in the Air Force career for 26 years, and he saw duty in Vietnam. I was fortunate enough to attend the Air Force Academy and spent 10 years active duty. Thank you very much for your service. Thank you for your service. Yeah. It's my yeah. honor. From 1980 to 1990, was during peacetime. And then my son, uh, who recently finished a four-year stint with the United States Marine Corps Infantry <laughs> Rifleman, tip of the spear, first in, last out. So I have a long history of my family, of those who have served this country. And that is only one of the reasons, because of them, but all those gallant uh, soldiers and heroes who have fought to make this country free. Mm-hmm. They need to be honored. Thank you they so very much. To be, to be respected. And uh, those who want to try this revisionist history nonsense and, and, and try and tear it down, uh, they're misguided and they're wrong. And my bill would stop them. Awesome. Wow. Thank you so very awesome. much. Uh, that, uh, like, it, it was a true honored to have you call into the show, sir. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. It's also a Republican. Thanks, so. <laughs> My man. All right, State Rep. <laughs> All right, sir. Uh, you have a great night, and uh, keep doing you, man, because I'm liking it. I'm liking where this is going. Oh, I absolutely will. Thank you, sir. The only sir. thing I would do, sir, is encourage your listeners mm-hmm. to contact your state rep and your state senator say that you support that bill to protect those monuments. All absolutely, right. absolutely. Touch that, Gruders and when we post Calvano. this, we'll make sure that when we share it to Suncoast on point, that we will provide the link in the description so they can go ahead and take that necessary step. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. All right, bye bye. Have a great evening. You All too. Right, sir. Thank you for calling in. State representative, wow, Mr. That's Michael. Awesome. That's awesome. That's cool. awesome. Uh, you know, we're really gonna have to do this again. <laughs> I'm just saying. We, we I mean, didn't even get to the squad. We didn't even get to Trump. We have. Yeah. But as I now, say. I think this is needed. This is. Bam. Could not have said in, it better. I was yes. in Philadelphia a week ago and, you know, very, very liberal city. <laughs> but uh, I, they, I was downtown and they were at this Starbucks and they had a big round table of people just talking about just. Right. And I was like. I was an outsider, but I really wanted to be in it. So, like you said, I think coming together and just respecting each other's opinion. Yeah. You know, instead of shouting us down and going to a meeting and calling someone a sellout and all that stuff. Absolutely. No, let's try to come together. Yeah, there, there's and, nothing wrong with having a disagreement. There's nothing wrong with having opposite sides of the fence. Because I learned, how, I learned you, so, how you do that. I learned I learned some stuff here. I mean, that one call that lady, she was talking about education. I'm like, wow, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. That's huge, and you know. Whether anybody likes to acknowledge it or not, that the people up in Washington, they don't live here. We live here. Yes. That's right. Yes. And if yes. we're not willing to, um, you know, as as I've heard time and time again, if you're not willing to take an active role in your own survival, then you can't get mad when you perish. Please yeah, don't. Exactly. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, but absolutely that uh, we are going to be doing these all month long. I would love to have you guys back. I, 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 I definitely, definitely feel like, like stuff like this not only needs to be, but we've, 
we've just hit the tip of the iceberg. Absolutely. Yeah, we're chipping yes. away. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to come back That's and talk about work. Trump, the squad. I know. Absolutely, I thought, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about, about the about squad. Let's, let's, can we talk, like, everyone keep it under a minute, a minute or so less and talk about the squad, at least the new face <laughs> of the Liberal Party? They're a pack of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> they are a pack of jokes. I feel sorry for my daughter who resides in Michigan and and that idiot Rashida Tlaib. <laughs> You've got the one chick who didn't even know was a real person, the f- that the tag along, the person who looks at African Americans and says, "If you don't think like me, then you're not real African American." I don't know why they're called the squad. They need to be called the scavengers. <laughs> I, seriously, it's sad because it's like they're infiltrating. Yeah. <laughs> well, They've every something. <laughs> well, historically, you all, every president creates the next president or oh, the next right. movement. Yeah. Or they you remember try. when? Yeah. A, President Obama, I think the Tea Party just yep. emerged out like of nowhere. That. Yeah, because like, of his spending and, and yeah. that he's driving the deficit. Now, some the would squad. say President Trump is doing this, he's doing that, then the squad. <laughs> and it's like yeah. someone at a campaign. But I want to ask one question on that. I'm, I'm going to flip to the media for just a minute. Do you think the media biased against Trump <laughs> has a, a major, major thing to do because when you look at the stories and 90 something percent of everything the man does is criticized ridiculed whatever nobody can be that bad all the time it's just yeah. impossible i don't <laughs> think they know how to take trump i, I don't because he's exactly. so i don't i don't want to he's, back. he's he, ruthless what president have yeah. you known that if you say something about me i'm gonna get with you yeah he's on twitter he's getting it in okay. now there are there are times we would love to take his twitter account away from me for <laughs> yeah, just a few moments or or like we discussed earlier hey write it down and let somebody read it real quick so we can change <laughs> yeah, the wording just a little bit that's how they not get him that's how they get him because sometimes on his impulse he just wants to just chip away at it immediately and sometimes you you know, you we talk count to three, <laughs> you know, and maybe it's not that bad. Take but, a deep breath know. before you send that tweet. Right. Yeah. All right. So we'll do it again. Absolutely. But before we go to work, we'll, we'll start with you, sir. And we'll go around shout outs. Do you have anybody who you want to shout out? <laughs> you know what? I just want to shout out uh, my neighborhood, uh, East Bradenton down there in Ward 5 in the city of Bradenton. Uh, I'm, I'm here. We're uh we're we are here we finally made it uh just all my family all my family my dad he's recovering from knee surgery right now so he's kind of laid up i don't know if he's here he hears me or not but uh just him and my family and uh god bless america awesome yes. really quick shout out just um of course my family but my 15 year old son edward bailey jr who is the we call him the governor um, he attends Team Success. He has a 4.0, and he's into Good politics. Job. He loves politics. And uh, we have to set the president for our future children and our next generation. And and we as Republicans have to continue. Don't get mad. Don't attack. Let's just show them who's better. When, when, when they go low, we must go high. And with the squad, 
They're low. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Trump's, Trump's pretty good about like, are you going to go low? I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm go lower. <laughs> he does. He oh, yeah. does. Like, he's an epic troll. <laughs> <laughs> I would say like we go high. You just got to beat them back with facts and go low. <laughs> okay. Never. <yeah. laughs> Miss Amy, shout out. Um, I just wanted, uh, any listeners are out there, um, I'm part of the Manatee County Young Republicans. We're for um, our... T- we always are accepting members for, for um, age group 18 to 40. However, if you're older than that, you can be a supporting I member. I just turned so, 40, Amy. Yeah, so you're a supporting <laughs> member now. <laughs> so if you'd like to come out and join us, please uh, please come out and join us. I love it. I definitely, uh, I myself am going to come to one of these meetings. It just got to happen. <laughs> Tommy, shout outs, one, two, three, go. Shout outs to our guests. Thank you for coming oh, and absolutely. seeing us. I mean, you know, we been wanting to get some of this started and that's this is a great way of starting gotta do this again like two weeks like soon you know i love that um shout out to our listeners to all the callers Um, yeah i respect all the callers state representative for calling in that's that's very nice yeah that's a cool honor that was nice that was that was that was hot yeah yeah that was that was good stuff right there that was surprising shout out for stlr for putting up with us yep for real for real how they do it we do not know yet i'm sure the checks i don't know myself yeah, that's hey, you're the one that started it. So. I know it. Um, uh, shout out to each and every last one of you guys. If you guys like good, good, clean content, well, you're tuned into the wrong place. But <laughs> you guys can listen to the Morning Wood every morning, Monday through Friday, right here on STLR. You got the Mad Titans of Radio with me, this kid. Every Wednesday night, you got tea time. Before this wonderful thing happened that starts at 4, you got Cha-Cha's Cannabis Corner. So much going on. How could you not find anything awesome? Uh, we will not be on the air tomorrow because you guys got this extra cool kick-ass treat. So we will be back here Tuesday for all the tomfoolery and dumbness that's gone on. And all the f- nameless and stupid finger-pointing that's been going all the way around. Not again. <laughs> exactly. Guys, be safe for the weekend, please. Yeah, yes. please. And I say this each and every time. If you guys are going through something, doesn't matter who it is, pick up the phone. Talk to someone. It's not worth it. And if nothing else, get get with me and you can call me. I don't care. I can pretend like I listen. <laughs> and that's all that matters. Be good to yourself and be good to those around you. I am me and all that you see. I have Johnny Christ. You see with me as always. It's my Robin. Tommy, Tommy B. B. <laughs> All right. Nice. Later, guys. Be good. Have fun. <laughs>